Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And uh, Penny, I recently spent an evening doing what every normal gal in their late 20s does on a Friday night. And I was watching Architectural Digest videos. Well, um, sure. On YouTube, right? (laughs) Uh, And I came across a really awesome video through Architectural Digest uh, where this architect named Michael Weitzner was like taking apart, (laughs) what's that called? Dissecting. Uh, like famous houses from horror films and what makes them scary. Ooh. And then I hyperfixated on this and got really, really into it. So today I want to talk about what makes a haunted house a haunted house. Nice. From an I... architectural standpoint, not yeah. from the ghost standpoint. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, I, I saw that video on YouTube, but I have not watched it yet. So I highly recommend. fresh. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if you... Uh, haven't seen that definitely check it out after this episode because it's really good and he explains things in a really cool way that uh just i don't know it's easy to digest (laughs) 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 anyway uh so we're gonna start out with penny's favorite people those crazy victorians ah god love them (laughs) (laughs) so during the victorian era a lot of homes were being built a lot of extravagant homes by people of means and they were being kind of mishmashed from lots of different types of architecture so actually victorian as a style doesn't really um speak to a specific architecture Mm -hmm. style as much as it just does the time period in which the home was built and uh, they can look really, really different, but they kind of all have similar roots. Uh, obviously, we have the influence of Gothic architecture. So a lot of like steep roofs and, you know, widow's walks and things like that. Um, I didn't know this. The Italianate uh, style, which is where we get a lot of the like tall rounded windows and the really mm-hmm. flourishy exterior decor. And then the Greek revival with lots of columns and things like that. So we're seeing all these things kind of mishmashed into one design style in the Gilded Age. And uh, like I said, these houses were being built by people who had a lot of money. So they were (laughs) pretty huge. (laughs) The the McMansions of their day. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, But the style died out really quickly after the end of the Gilded Age. And so people started kind of abandoning these homes in flocks. And by the 1930s, most people did not want to even like see a Victorian style home. They were going for a lot simpler, airier looking styles. And so these Victorian homes fell into disrepair and started looking uh, real creepy. Uh, These are also, because of all the different things that go into Victorian architecture, they were extremely expensive to maintain as well. So yeah, so that's why a lot of them just went to shit because (laughs) uh, nobody wanted to buy them. No one could afford to like keep up with them. So the way that set designers and filmmakers create a haunted looking house is by mimicking these things and kind of using architecture choices that are specifically made to like unsettle your mind or, Mm -hmm. 
you know, seem off in some way, um, whether or not you're even aware that it's doing that. So I want to talk about some of the architectural features that stand out as being part of these haunted houses that we typically see repeated again and again as like general rules. Yeah. Like this is a spooky house. And you yeah. can tell just by, you can, you look at it, there's a shot of it. Maybe like there's a stroke of lightning and you're like, that place, That's is, spooky. that place is spooky. I, I should, I want to ask before we get into this and then we might come back to this question, depending on what you say. Mm. Do you have a favorite like haunted looking home from film or TV or like a, a favorite haunted house movie? Ooh. Um, I mean, I really love the Adams family home from like yeah. the the movies that and the book and the tv show like they're both just like a very cool i mean i love like a very tall house like maybe with some kind of like little turret or something you can poke out of wrought iron details what a what a great transition hey <laughs> uh so then perfect uh i i actually thought that you were gonna say something different which is why i was gonna say we were gonna come back to it but <laughs> you've you've nailed it right into where we're headed so um well, first off, let's start with location. So this is kind of a thing we see recurring again and again, that a lot of these houses are set up on a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, we have the haunting of Hill House. as like <laughs> This is very prominent theme throughout hauntings. Um, they This does one of two things. Well, does both of these things. Um, it creates a sense of the house like looming over everything outside of it. Obviously, it's up high. It looks very grand and very like it's, you know, kind of towering over everything around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, it also kind of creates this sense of isolation when it's tucked up on a hill like that. Um, it's a lot harder to outrun your poltergeist predator when you're way back on a hill with trees yeah. all around you. Yeah, you never, it's never like, oh yeah, this this house like in between, right in between two bungalows is, right. is super haunted. <laughs> Unless you're Jinx Monsoon, because apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, but so now what you were talking about, Penny. So next we most commonly see some kind of singular tower or turret in these homes. Um So this started with, again, Victorian architecture. A lot of these homes, they were using turrets to kind of pay homage to, you know, castles, showing association with like wealth and extravagance. Mm -hmm. Um, However, this is kind of a weird choice to me because, and I will say, I love a turret. I really do. Um, But a lot of Victorian literature was you know, we're getting the rise of the Gothic novel mm-hmm. at this time too. And a lot of these stories are like taking places in castles with like a haunted situation, like some kind of woman in peril trapped in a castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so adding these castle like features to these homes kind of made them inherently spooky, whether they meant to or not. That's, um, that's so Victorian though. That you're like, right. you know, what's terrifying creepy castles. I'd like to live in something that feels I more like it. a creepy castle. Yeah. Where else are you going to put your seance room? Right. right. <laughs> Which I, I'm like, same. I relate. Right. Well, and also like turrets, historically, the use of them was to have like your guard yeah. uh, in the turret to like, you know, kill people <laughs> trying to get into your castle. So it also has this very heavy, like death um, correlation already. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting 
architectural choice to add these turrets. Uh, so we, we often either see that, uh, I've tried to match these. If you think like murder house from American horror story, season Mm -hmm. one, big turret on the front. Uh, so we see a lot of that, but we also see a lot of homes with the singular tower. Um, think of this, this is different than a turret. Think like, uh, Beetlejuice or as Penny brought up so wonderfully, the Adams family house has this singular, like big shooting tower right in the middle of it. And uh, these are different from the turret because they are like more square, you know, just straight walls. And they also usually feature another key element of the haunted house, which is the mansard roof. Mm. So what could be creepy about a roof, Penny? Let me tell you. So these mansard roofs are the ones like in the Adams family house or famously to the Bates house from Psycho. Oh, yeah. Um, and these technically draw from French architecture, so they're actually quite beautiful on, like, traditional French homes. <laughs> um, but on these haunted houses, they're very spooky. They have four sides all the way around the tower and then, like, a flat top. And the original purpose of these was to make extra living space up in the attic and create more, like, headroom in those spaces. Um, but what film directors and people are doing with this in the haunted house sense is that it you know automatically because of that usage implies this like vast attic space Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and then leaves your brain kind of speculating about like oh my god what's up there right maybe someone's crazy wife is being kept up there (laughs) maybe or maybe like some ghosts of people who died in that house or something um i i after listening to this video and reading some articles about this and stuff I realized it's interesting how many things are like smart in films that you don't even catch, you know? Um, And I noticed Barbara and Adam when shown from the outside of the house and Beetlejuice are always shown in the window of the tower. They're never shown like anywhere else in the house. And that's also the one part of the house that is like preserved when the remodel happens Mm -hmm. of the whole house. Um, So it still gives that particular piece, this like haunted haunting feature uh it's just very very smart cool stuff i love that kind of stuff um so the mansard roof also is really frequently shown with uh, a widow's walk which i actually didn't know i've always heard the term widow's walk but i didn't know why it was called that yeah so these are the railings that are around flat roofs like Mm -hmm. like these mansard roofs and the speculated like what people said the story was was that it was added for wives of sailors to see the ocean while waiting for their husbands who were like never going to return home from sea and so they're a widow and they're standing up in their little house crow's nest um and it stands to reason obviously that a, a widow's walk would then kind of be you know haunted by the ghost of a widow forever waiting for her lost love so that's Indeed. why those uh, also heave our jeebs and i <laughs> while i was writing this i have like uh, a kind of a little collection of haunted houses <laughs> on my <laughs> tv console and i like was type 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 and i look up and i was like wow L- literally all of them have like a turret a tower or a widow- widow's walk <laughs> across them and i was like man they've really been sliding this right past me and i didn't even know right and kind of the last 
little architectural feature I want to talk about that this one really creeps me out for some reason is small windows. Um, Like windows that are not to scale with the rest of the house Mm. that make it look uh, this kind of plays into like, I think the claustrophobia aspect. Um, Like not only does it look weird from the outside, but it also kind of, sells into this idea of like isolation once you're in the house you can't really see out people can't really see in to see you um which i guess depending on what type of movie you're in might be a good thing but (laughs) (laughs) um they often have these like little tiny dormers like the little jutting out windows on the roof and things like that uh, just kind of add to that creepy weird mismatched feel uh they'll often also like do different sizes or types of windows to just kind of make things look out of place uh one of my favorite windows used to create a creepy vibe is what is called a witch's window and this is seen in a lot of northeastern homes and these tiny windows are like (laughs) installed at a 45 degree angle on like the side of a house like on the side of a gable of a house um and the folklore behind that is supposedly that witches couldn't fly through tilted windows <laughs> okay so that would like protect you from witches trying to come into your bedroom at night because they couldn't fly through a window at a 45 sure. degree angle makes total sense right Why? i'm i'm like technically all windows are flat so <laughs> i i think the the frame <laughs> yeah. is yeah i i i have i <laughs> I have some beef with this this this, assumption. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, and also, like, no one can get through that window. Right. It's not just witches. (laughs) And also, all the other windows on your house are normal. So, like... Right? It's like, well, I was like, I can't fly directly into your bedroom, but I sure can come in downstairs and walk right up there. (laughs) Right. Uh, They were also sometimes called coffin windows because people would say that it was easier to remove like a dead body from a second story window through this like angled window, which again, I don't agree with that. Yeah, that sounds fake. (laughs) Also, why are you taking the body out the second story window? (laughs) Like what's what's Similarly, does your house not have stairs? Right. (laughs) Uh, So all of these have obviously been debunked and really what it is is a way of like sneaking a window where to like make an, an extra room because it needs a window and there's yeah. you know a little bit of extra space that you can make a tiny window that doesn't cost a lot it does um, make them sound much cooler if but, it's a coffin yeah. window or a witch window instead of like uh this is our our tiny crappy window <laughs> this is our tiny oddly shaped window um yeah so but they they are cool and i like the the story behind them a lot of times now they're actually called vermont windows because these windows are really like i said prominent in the northeast and a lot of houses in vermont have them um but you do see these on some houses through horror history i believe if i'm not mistaken the amityville house has one um the amityville house also just has a lot of really interesting windows it's got those like half circle kind of fan shaped windows on Mm -hmm. the front of it um that are again tiny like just interesting windows that like you couldn't get out of the house through that window if you needed to if you're trapped in the attic or whatever you're not getting out of that window (laughs) so those are some of the traditional ways that people make houses look haunted in film and tv but then i also want to talk about what about if a house doesn't look haunted Ooh. 
So we've seen this kind of rise of more suburban horror over the last like 20 to 30 years. And uh, for me, thinking about this, one of the movies that specifically comes to mind is The Poltergeist House. Oh, yeah. Because like it looks very peaceful and suburban. And in fact, that was on purpose. Um, That neighborhood that that they they didn't use the interior of that home for mm-hmm. shooting at all, but they shot the exterior of it and and pretty frequently as well. Like that's one of the few other than maybe like Amityville that I can think of where you see the outside of the house in that movie a lot. Like it's yeah. definitely a purposeful choice. And that neighborhood that it was filmed in is like nicknamed Spielsbergia. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's used in a lot of films specifically films where they wanted it to look like the average American neighborhood. Yeah. Um, So it was a very purposeful choice to use a home that looked very normal. And the use of it was, you know, meant to really unsettle your viewers and kind of show them that this kind of event could happen anywhere, even your house. So that's a, it's an interesting technique and we're seeing it um, in a lot of different ways now, like Jordan Peele in the movie Get Out also does this, um, really playing kind of with the idea of like daylight horror, <laughs> um, where you see this like beautiful home, kind of a Cape Coddy like home, and your brain is at ease, like oh well, nothing bad can happen there, <laughs> right? Um, I so you you know that um, I I watched Hereditary for the first time yes. last month. And just the entire time that we were watching it, my friend and I were just like, man, their house is so nice, though. Like, <laughs> like it can't. your life can't be that bad if, if your house is, is so nice. It's such a pretty house. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's an interest. I like this take because, I mean, I'll ask you, what do you think is more unsettling? Like a house that looks really creepy or a house that doesn't where creepy things happen? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, obviously the the house that doesn't seem creepy is like the most enticing like and i think that's partly because you know we have had such a long tradition of these big creepy victorian haunted houses that right. now you just kind of expect it and now you're like ooh like what's happening here or like um no spoilers but like the house in barbarian mm-hmm. when you you first go in and you have just like that extremely classic Airbnb look. And I'm like, yep, I've, st- I've stayed in places like I've this. I've stayed in that house. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. And that then again. Reveals additional things as it goes on. Well, and that one even location even plays. In, yes. Like there, there's so many interesting things about, please go watch Barbarian. If you haven't watched it already. I think it's one of the most original and interesting films I've seen in a really long time. Um, and I love anything. You I mean y'all know I'm a big like scream junkie. I love anything that subverts its own genre, yeah. and they undercut horror and so not not undercut in a bad way, but like never at any point did I know where that movie was going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so please go watch that. It's a great kind of quote haunted house uh, flick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I love both. I love a good, you know, suspecting creepy looking house film um but i think i've always been particularly unsettled by films where things happen in normal looking homes because i am a 
uh, not a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you expect old houses to have ghosts. They've been there for bajillions of years. Um, yeah, I, I think it's very interesting to play with this creepy, creepy suburban life genre. Uh it's also like the the devil you know versus the devil you don't kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm less like unsettled by things that are like creepy in modern houses. I do really love like I love seeing like just kind of like the lush vibe of creepiness in like an a horror house or like a like the house in Crimson Peak, like Allerdale Hall yeah. is like so so perfect and you you look at it and you're like yep this place is gonna be haunted it's all, all get out like yep <laughs> there it's I, snowing inside i was trying to think earlier what my like favorite quote haunted house movie would be and i was like ah it's it's crimson peak that movie's yeah, so good so and good. the the extravagant and i love that they don't hide the fact that the house is like falling apart around Mm -hmm. them that's also very cool yeah like Uh, you like you said definitely an instance where like the house is a character in mm -hmm. the film we love a character house we really do (laughs) Uh, but yeah i really was fascinated by this concept and so i wanted to just uh delve into it a little bit i also so this is what i thought you might say because i know how you your type of films that you like um something else they talk about specifically in that architectural digest video is the house on haunted hill oh yeah um because that is a really interesting choice of house for a very specifically haunted house film (laughs) um and that house has been used in a lot of spooky movies it's like it's in blade runner it's in buffy the vampire slayer (laughs) like it's it's in a lot of spooky stuff um but it's a frank lloyd wright house like it's yeah it's it's very modern yeah it's not like inherently spooky um but he talks about you know kind of the the ways they play with the again it has the very small windows and a lot of the shapes of the house are based in like Mayan looking temple structures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does have this very like ancient feel that even though it's a new home at the time that this like movie was being made, it feels very old and creepy. Um, so any house can be a haunted house. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you take nothing else away from this episode, any house can be a haunted house. Um, but I'm a sucker for just a good old fashioned mansard roof, single right. tower, sing, single family home. <laughs> just a, a single family haunted tower home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a good widow's walk, if I'm if I'm lucky. Well, that is all I have for today. Uh, let me know. Let us go over. Well, first of all, follow us over on Ghoul's Night in Pod over on our Instagram page. We'll post some pictures of some of examples of these houses and things. Um, and then I would love for you to let us know in the comments on that post. What is your favorite haunted house from a horror film or TV show or anything, really? Um, I, I like to hear what people find creepy. So (laughs) let us know. Also, Penny, do you, do you want to talk about our review situation? Uh, you guys, you know that there is nothing that Midge and I love more 
than reading your five-star reviews right here on the podcast. <laughs> Only your five-star ones, Only though. your five-star <laughs> ones. Uh, but unfortunately, we do not have any new reviews this week. Uh, so we would very much appreciate it if you are enjoying the show. If you would take the time to give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, I think is the only place that takes reviews, but you can rate us other places. Um, We really appreciate it. We love hearing uh, what you think and if you're enjoying the show, and it really does help other people find our show um, when they are just, you know, cruising the apps. So grow grow our ghoul family uh, and leave us a review. Yes, we uh, we've got so many new ghouls as of late, and it's awesome. We're so happy to have you here, and really hope you're enjoying the pod. Uh, I I have a little anecdote that has nothing to do with anything, but mm. I was telling my uncle did not know that we had a podcast. Yes, and I know, right? Um, and he was like, "Oh, what's it called?" And I was like, "Oh, it's called Ghoul." Like, I was, he's like searching it, and as I said, "Ghouls," he typed in "G H," and we were the first podcast to pop oh. up on Apple Podcast. Hey. I was like, "Oh, thanks, guys!" <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool, and that's because of you, listeners. Thanks, thank so much. you, listeners. Well, and after you're done leaving your reviews, uh, remember to go give us a follow at Ghoul's Night Inn on Instagram. I know Penny plugged this last time and it worked because a few of you bought it. Uh, <laughs> we also have <laughs> links over there to our awesome Ghoul's Night Inn merch uh, designed by Elgato Gomez. Check that out. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time. Good. Good. Bye.